This is Jonah Hill, and you're listening to the only podcast that matters. Gang, we are joined by the oyster omelet overlord, the Sty Town Sultan, the based fob has joined the based pod. Not talking soldier boy when we say him bow, bow, bow. The governor of the gut, the lord of the large intestine, the polo prince, Don Dada of the dumpling, the beef noodle, big kahuna. He stays skeeting on your screenplay, Kaiser of the camera, the fresh off the boat goat, the baron of bubble guts, chef, author, TV's man, writer, and director of the film Boogie, Eddie Wong. Eddie, how you doing? And friend of the Throwing Fits podcast, big Throwing Fits fan. Yeah. You no. forgot it. Yeah. Been no. following you guys Those since fuck yeah menswear. So big, <laughs> big fan, long time listener, first time caller. Ancient uh, shit. Thank you, Eddie. I believe you told me earlier that this is the only piece of press in your junket that you're excited to do. Pretty That's much. Crazy. I think this is the only press I'm doing. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're the whole junket. That's fine. Um, You're before, the junket. Yeah. <laughs> before we get into Throwing the show, junkets. <laughs> Throwing junk. <laughs> yeah. Right. Before we get into all the junk, the first thing we want to do is a fit check with you where you're going to walk us through the totality of your fit. Eddie, the choice for you, though, is do you want to start top down or bottom up? Yo, you know, I mean, you know, bottom, bottom up. All right. There's a disgusting Adidas slide <laughs> that uh, my friend Jen Goodall gave me for her wedding. All right. Everyone in the wedding was given a pair of these disgusting slides. Um, I got paid by MeUndies to wear these pajama pants. Oh, nice, dude. Yep. They make Spong my dick look bigger, which is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, You're thang thanging. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, I got this old Betty Boop t-shirt I got from Procell. So, yeah, I think you were with me when I got this shirt. Wait, really? That, that is that the the Procell story that we might talk about a little bit later? That happened that day as well, this purchase? I think so. I think so. Like, you know, that's funny because you watched the movie and you didn't even realize your shout out. Yeah, I've I've smoked Damn, a lot of weed in the 7 years <laughs> since that happened, so mm-hmm. um but I appreciate uh the shout out and yes, absolutely we are going to flex the fuck out of that later, but I believe that is Oh, let's talk about the um the chain though. Your signature piece. Oh yeah, 24k gold, all right? Jade Buddha and my mom got this in China for me and a monk prayed on it. So, I'm rich. <laughs> rich in spirit that is yeah. and no watch no rings that's it right no watch no i'm not a watch guy unless somebody pays me to wear a watch. i would love a Patek sponsorship i like right. if i were to buy a watch it would be a Patek. right i like the Patek or those uh i like the gold roly presidential with the sure. green face yeah you know these, these brands i don't know if they're um they're in different ballpark than me undies i don't know if, if you're just gonna get paid <clears> they, are listening they, are, they are listening you can take the me undies money and then put it on your wrist yeah right. that's, exactly. that's basically what i do got paid but, money uh, on the wristicle yeah yeah uh, yeah and that's then, a complete uh, i think that's a complete fit check then he already said the panty wait are you wearing me undies under the me undies pajama pants no i'm just raw in the pajama pants that's why okay, the thing be thangin'. yeah okay it's a lot of sushi in there <laughs> Respect. a lot of ahi a lot of ahi Yo, all right eddie you guys watch guys you watch guys yeah, I'm a Rolex owner. Not a big deal. Bare wristicles. Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, I got a bunch of friends that are like, yo, you should buy Rollies because like they they there's a guy at the store that's like, yo, I could get you whatever you want. And my friends are like, yo, just get it and sit on it. And I'm like, I yeah, mean, they appreciate it in value. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I already got a couple engagement rings in my closet. I can't sell. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, what the fuck? I don't need more shit would, in my closet. I don't want to be like gauche or rude and ask about that. But yeah, because you've broken off a few of those. You still have the rings. Yeah, I got. Yeah, of course I got the rings. I'm Chinese. Yeah, like, not just giving away rings, you know. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know. Okay, well, <laughs> you're you're a gentleman. Yeah. You're a gentleman, yeah. and we and we appreciate you. A gentleman um, and a scholar. Let's get. Yeah, yeah one of them was like, my therapist says you should let me keep the ring. I was like, you need a new therapist. <laughs> All right, Eddie, I want to talk to you about uh, this little film you had come out, Boogie. Mm-hmm. Um, forget the critics, forget the media for a second. What's like a reaction or something that someone close to you has told you about the film Boogie that's really resonated and stuck with you? You know, one of one of my favorite artists is an artist uh, from New York, Marcus Jamal. And he hit me when he got out of a theater the other night. And he was just like, yo, man, New York cult classic, like cult classic. I love it. Just like you put on for New York instant and and that that meant a lot to me because i i really look towards the people that i respect and that are artists themselves those 
those people mean the most to me. My, my, my uh, best friend, executive producer got to see it with pop's mom mm. and she was smiling ear to ear. So that matters a lot. Um, I care what the actors think. The actors are all very, very happy. I know George Lendenberg really liked it. Pam Lynn liked it. I mean, everybody, everybody's very happy with it and they're happy about their part in it. They matter the most to me, you know, um, Fabio Foreign hit me. He wants to watch. So I'm like, oh, yeah. that's great. Fabio wants to watch. Viral. Out, out, out. Yeah. Viral Zuvi, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and like that, that's really who I care about the most is the actors and things like that. And like, um, this isn't a film that's, you know, I wish that everybody would want to understand it, but it's, it's very specific, you know, and I, I will say my favorite review is a Rolling Stone review. That was like, you know, it's so refreshing. There's no white character. Yeah, right. Thank you. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, thank so you. Dead all, okay. all white people 2021. Thank you. Man. Yeah. Rolling yeah. Stone fucking got it, dude. Yeah. yeah. Rolling Stone got it. So it's it's fun. it's cool because it's like the writers I respect, the publications I respect. They all got it. The artists I, I respect and look up to like they got it. So, you know, I, I feel like I did my job in young, like young Asian kids, young Latino black audiences. Like I look at the metrics and, you know, we really the number one audience that was excited about the film was Latino Americans, then black Americans, then Asian. And, and I think that's just cool, man. If, if other people are interested in our culture, because I remember how big it was for me as a seventh grade kid, when Wu-Tang came out, I was like, yo, this is so ill. Other people are interested in Chinese shit. Right. Cause uh, no one else. I yeah, no one else is. Yeah. In, you know, right. it's like, I'm glad the RZA liked it. <laughs> I, w- I would love if the RZA liked this film. You know, yeah, that would be a good cosign. Is that like yeah. if you could imagine like a hero of yours seeing the movie and having a positive reaction? Is RZA at the top of that list? You know, my hero is Juno Diaz, and mm. I actually there was a there was a there was a review that mentioned the Juno moment. So I texted Juno, and Juno was hype. And you know, Juno's the most powerful Jedi in the universe, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. So the fact that Juno was hyping, we're gonna watch out. I was that made my day. You know, oh, yeah. Well, um, on the director side, I just love Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh, I love Quentin Tarantino, Juan Carwai, Spike Lee. Those are the guys I fuck with. So, if any of them watches it and think it's worth the fucking DVD it's printed on, amazing. Yeah. Well, you all know. those dudes, uh, specifically PTA, they all listen to Throwing Fit, so I'm sure they'll yeah. be they'll be reaching yeah, out expeditiously. Definitely listening. Yeah, sure. Abel Ferrara, you know the guy that did King in New York. Big fan of him. You know, so don't. Kevin Smith, you know, like that. These are these are the guys I, I look to. So um, it would it would all maybe Kevin you know, Smith will watch it and he'll cry and post a, yeah. a selfie so on PTA, Twitter. Go out and watch Boogie, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the, fact was, the fact that it was the fact that it was the fact that it was shot in New York and was a very much a New York story. That was one of the like Lawrence and I were talking and I was like, yo, the two things that suck with me are one, you know, it's a love story to New York, which is great. And you felt it. And then two, as like an Asian dude. It was great to see uh, Asian male character that wasn't this like, you know, eunuch, right? Who actually wanted to like smoke weed and get pussy. Um, And pretty early on, Boogie, you know, the main character, he says to his boy, fuck Jeremy Lin. He's like, yo, that's that. He's a model minority, goofy ass, two shoes, Christian ass type motherfucker. Like, have you gotten any blowback for having an Asian male character who isn't a bitch ass? Uh, No, no, because, you know. Uh, no, I, I have no blowback. I don't, I don't know. Uh, no, I, I love the way you presented it. I was so <laughs> enthralled by the way you presented it that I was like, man, James may need to, Dr. Taco may need to be in the writer's room. Yeah, like, let's fucking go. Like, you Are you the scraps and you made a meal out of that. Oh, nice. What I do. If there's no blowback, does that make you maybe think twice? Because not that you want that, but if it's not sparking reaction on uh, like in the negative way does that make you feel a certain like is it maybe not resonating or hitting like it like it needs to for the people there was one kid on twitter that was like i wish you'd be friends with jeremy and you know he jeremy's just expressing his opinion and and i I mean i was like nice kid but i just block him you know so (laughs) i kind of try to protect the mental space like very much juggernaut you just put the helmet on yeah right because i'm like dude there's just too many voices like right who who are these people talking to me so i just i'm very quick with the block like i mean my mom's block you're liberal with it yeah. I think I, I unblocked my mom and my brothers this week because they were like, can we just join in? I'm like, fine. I'm 
do be your own, man. That's that's well, you know, thank you for unblocking your family yeah. <laughs> so they can yeah. revel in the greatest moment of your career thus far, I guess, right? I mean, I love my I still talk to my mom on the phone, but it's just like my mom loves to be in the comments section and she'll be like, Who's this person talking to you? You know, like she will literally go through and like, Who's this girl that comments? I'm like, Mom, really, mom? Get out of the back. Does she ever get, get out of get out of the dumpster? Yeah, does she ever she, throw shots back at the haters? She does. My mom, my mom always got the whopper out. She's yeah. just ready yeah. to just like, who wants, she's chowy on the face. She got two guns up. Just like, who wants to smoke? Nice. You know? <laughs> I mean, so, so she played the fortune teller, right. in boogie and being on set and being, you know, a fucking getting a Balance. taste of that good Hollywood yeah. life. Did she exhibit any diva behavior? We had to fucking, Oh my like, God. Do you, you know, check your mom? This is such a good question. You know, my mom, Thank you. I, like, no, she was an absolute diva. She had my dad with her, like the umbrella man, my like a handler. Was he was so Fonsworth Bentley. Fonsworth Bentley. For your mom. Yo, she Fonsworth. My dad, my dad was big, man. He was like, he had never been a sub like that his entire <laughs> life. And he's out there just holding her stuff and in video village. And everyone's like, Oh my God. <laughs> Mrs. Wong is amazing. She's incredible. My dad's like, Dude. he was butthurt that he didn't get casted in, in any oh, type I was of. So butthurt. <laughs> I had to put my dad in a scene. There, my dad actually walks across the scene. Uh, the last time Boogie goes to the fortune teller, there's mm. a guy in a beret that walks across the screen before the town car pulls up. It's my dad. Okay, he got that. <laughs> you threw him a fucking bone. Is what I threw him a bone. You're in it. You're in it. Homie. Did he, wait, does, he like, hey, does he, he wear berets? Does he wear? Literally came with you. So. so When's uh you know when's the big homie coming out? And you're like, like right, Dad, I, you're I, not you're not fucking you know uh, SGA, bro. You're not sad. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm sorry, there's nothing I can do. Yeah, it, it was so funny, man. We actually we actually put him in it, and I love him. Like I love my family. I love my parents. It's just a lot. Like my parents are very opinionated about what I do, but. No, the family's unblocked. They're loving the film. They're loving the promo. They like the fits. You know, they've been some good fits. The oh, last we're going to talk. Oh, we're going to talk a lot of fits. Speaking of which, wait, the beret was your dad's own. I don't want to just glit. You yeah, know. no, the beret is my dad. My dad straight up walks around looking like Nino Brown. That's <laughs> fucking fire, dude. You should tell your dad that berets are having like a moment in menswear. So like he's kind of like, you know, it's hitting right now, but <laughs> that's ridiculous. a beret, right? He had a beret. A perm leaking out of the back of the beret, right? And he had faux gator shoes with the Velcro strap. So right? I was like, yo, dad, if Riffy it's gators? gator, yeah. there's no Velcro. Yeah, right. He's like, That's no, nice. this is real gator. I'm like, nah, it's a $30 faux gator Velcro shoe. Damn. What I are, tell that what are shit, those? <laughs> he straight um, up got the extra what are those all the time. Well, Eddie, I, I mean, honestly, it's kind of encouraging that uh, having a, like, you know, alpha again, Asian dude that's just trying to fuck, you know, chill with the <laughs> chill with the boys and smoke weed is not generating any blowback because I feel like there was a time, maybe not so long ago, where that would have actually been an issue. But like the t- the timing of this film in the greater context, of what's happening around, you know, the spike in hate crimes around uh, Asian Americans. There was this crazy. one woman at like New York Magazine Vulture that wrote like some review, and it was like this. It seems like this character wants to just be cool and his struggle is not being cool. And she, she made it a big point to note that she was half Asian in the beginning of it. And I was so like, like his struggle is superficial or like, it's like uh like that she's implying that like he's focused on the like boogie, the main character is focused on the wrong stuff. Like as far as well, like, it, it was almost like her review was a review of the character and me and was like his proximity to black culture is about being cool. And I was like, lady, if you grew up, <clears throat> I'm an 80s baby. I grew up in Orlando, Florida. It was not fucking cool to be into this stuff. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, I remember going to the swap meet and the flea market to buy Mecca or to buy a Nietzsche. And <clears throat> motherfuckers laughed at me. Like, I would wear Pele Pele. I would wear, you know, Carl Canine. And people were just like, they would call me, quote unquote, chigger, jigaboo, mm. yo-yo, like... They would just call me a yo and whatever. And I was like, it wasn't cool, but I liked it. Right. You know, and I had a solidarity with the culture that was much more complex. And I've spoken about it in a lot of other interviews yeah. and I don't want to bore the throwing fits no, no, audience because yeah. you, you have a quite a cosmopolitan, <laughs> interesting audience that doesn't need this explained, doesn't need the, sure. the intersection with black culture to be explained. Right. You know, but when I read these reviews, I'm like, yo, did you, are you, do you, do you just like sit at home with people of your own ilk? Like right. that's it. That's all you do. Like, yeah. because 
I mean, it feels natural for us as New Yorkers to intersect with the rest of the city. It's like not a thing, you know, and I feel like it's damaging to all sides and all races to be like, you guys are here and you guys are there. And if you intersect, there must be something wrong. There must be something you don't like about yourself that you like reached out to this other community and participated in it. Like, it's it's not that deep lady. Like, yeah, yeah. She does not speak for the entirety of the half Asian congregation. Let me just tell you that. Yeah, that's for damn yeah. sure. In fact, we might trade her away. Um, yeah, but like, fucking flipper. But for, right for, now, I mean, do you, do you think your considerations? Do you think that Boogie is what's more effective, Boogie and your film? You know, in, in terms of furthering the conversation around like the things you just said, or a well-designed infographic that a white girl shares to her IG story that disappears in twenty-four hours? I think it's yeah. the film, man. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I I'm, I gotta go with the film. The film's amazing. You know, and it's not just that the film's amazing, but like. It's it's creating conversation. And then we have a soundtrack, you know, like pop single just is the highest debut this week on Billboard. Like we're not it's not even just in the theater that we're making cultural moves. It's, it's outside. It's it's all over. The merch is going to drop in a little bit. It's like, you know, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm, I'm very happy with it. And, and can't nobody stop me is kind of how I feel. Do you feel more pressure because of the timing, because of the other shit that that's happening as part of this conversation? Say that again, Larry. Uh, are do you feel more pressure for the, this movie to 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 make a crazy impact because of this added context that you can't plan for with this uptick in hate crime specifically? Uh, well, I mean, my my thing is this: I've always felt a lot of pressure to represent the Asian community well, and I've been thinking about it since I was a kid, and I've been attacked since I was a kid, and it is. I'm happy to see people are on alert and they're paying more attention and that other communities care about us. Like that is something I didn't know if I was going to see in my lifetime. So that is beautiful. But as it pertains to myself, it doesn't change. Cause you guys, you guys know me almost 10 years. Like I, I always been about it. You know, right. I always been planet Asia, you know, like right. I, I've been speaking on these things. You could, you could dig up anything and it's, right. I've been doing it. You it know? predates the con- the concept of infographics to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I was, I was here dolo when nobody believed in it. You know, I wrote fresh, when I wrote fresh on the boat, no one wanted that book. Yeah. And then when the show came out, it was the first time I think in 25 years, Asians were on television. So, you know, like I'm just glad there's help, mm. you know, the, the cavalry has arrived and I'm yeah. like, great, <laughs> do it. Because then maybe I get to just be me and that would be dope. Yeah. That would be, that great. would be cool. Eddie, um, you mentioned pop. First of all, shout out Rico. Rico's going crazy right now. Um, yeah. What is like, for, did your mom and pop smoke bond at all? Like, did you ever pass her the, pass her the blunt? <laughs> My mom never got to meet pop because they were always they never had on scenes. different days. Right. Yeah. But that would have been hilarious. They, yeah. they actually have a lot in common. What's a pop smoke memory from his time on set that you've like really held on to and cherished? You know, I've given the, the more serious ones in other interviews. Like, give <laughs> Uh, let me think. I, I gotta think which one, but I mean, pop's just hilarious, man. Like he's tight, funny, but, uh, I mean, I remember when he was making up the woo dance, you know, like we were eating gummy bears in his trailer and he's like, you big dog, check this out. Check this out. Hey, hey. And I'm like, yo, you got a big stinky leg, bro. He's a big boy. Damn. You were there. For, so you were there for the, 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 the Genesis. Yeah. That's incredible. I mean, there was one point I showed Pop Raya and he was like, yo, what is that? <laughs> and I was like, homie, you why need this. Why like, would he Word? need it? He He's needs like, Raya? He's I can get with smoke. a I can get with a DJ model, fucking surfer, influencer, <laughs> yeah. you know, VC chick. No, nah, he would have tore that shit. I was showing him and he was like, yo. He was like, big dog, that's that A1 on there. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying, bro. I'm saying, like, I know you're you're eating, but like this yeah. is this is fine dining. And he was like, That's fine dining. Like, <laughs> but we would just joke around. He would just play with my Raya like between you know, like Do you ever message girls as yeah, you? Yeah, was he spinning game? Huh? He spinning he... game as you? Uh I don't think it got that far. He was scrolling. He was okay. I was just like, yo, you know, do my check-ins, you know. <laughs> right, 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 right. But I was telling him to sign up. And yeah. he was like really considering it. He was like, yo, it's not, you know, it's not corny. I'm like, nah, bro. He, I was like, Despot. And because Despot was on set yeah. too. And we all hung out. I'm like, Despot's on the shit. And he's like, oh, he on it too? He's like, yeah. Like, you know, not to blow up Despot's spot, but 
You get yeah. a bill. You get like an eight hundred dollar bill. Yeah. You get an eight hundred dollar yeah. bill. Pop Smoke's like bought twenty thousand more likes. Yeah, the super likes or whatever. <laughs> I just think it would have been amazing if we unleashed Pop on Raya. Like, it's been over for real, all of us. Yeah, that's what you really need the cavalry for. Is when yeah. fucking Pop yeah. gets on a dating app, dude. God damn. But no, man, I, I had the best time with it. <laughs> it. It was we were just like from day one, just goofball homies. Like as you can tell, you know me. Is we just yeah. You know, I get a vibe and I, I feel it out and then we have fun, you know. Let's talk about uh, the Johns and the Fitz. So there's lots of notable Johns moments in the films. Um, you know, the Bin AZNT. There's obviously lots of polo, lots of Ame. There's even Bauhaus merch that pops up one moment. Like, what was your favorite fit in the film? Because I know this is important to you. Favorite? I mean, I wore the casino low in the house. That that was, that was probably sick. That was my sick. favorite one. That was a banger. And is that I'm your like, piece that you own? That's like a, from your, your closet. Yeah. Yeah. I caught that one when I first moved to LA. Cause like about five years ago, six years ago, cats out here were not rocking low. Like you could go to vintage stores. I got the casino for about $400. And <laughs> which is it, which is a steal. <laughs> in, insanity. Yeah. Insanity. You know, uh, the bin Asian one on mom goes really hard, yeah. you know, because it's the mom swagging right. it out. And yeah, it's yeah. like, the vibe is like, it's, it's Boogie's shirt. And his mom was like, I'm wearing yeah. That was ill. Yeah. I, that was uh that was sick. And she's like, how old is his mom supposed to be? Cause that like, she struck me as like, that was like a, a young. His mom is about like 39, 40. Cause I, I had a very young mom that was fly, you know, like right. My exactly. Mom yes. Always fly young in. mom. Yeah. So Future I wanted diva. like a fly mom. And then who else had some shit? I mean, Taylor page with the, with the polo bear tee yep. playing dominoes is cute. Taylor page with the MA sweater shooting hoops is fly. And uh, I intentionally where I rocked mainly low. And then I was like, the kids will wear MA because I see right. them as sister brands. Yes. Right. The and continuation of that kind of lineage. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You're talking to two AMA yeah. professional models. Yeah. Here, we were in the lookbook yeah. dog. So, you know. Yeah. So this is really the only podcast in the world that could understand what I was doing. There. The nuance. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. But I was mm-hmm. like the guy, Uncle Jackie's generation, they're low heads. Right. But the kids generation in New York. They're MA fans. Yeah, hundred percent. So that's why they the kids was all wearing MA because I was like, that's this generation's polo. So shout to For Teddy sure. Santos. You know, Teddy's a good friend of mine. One yeah, one Ted. fit I didn't mention, but uh, was a great fucking uh, uh, gag and Easter egg was the white girl influencer in the Wu-Tang hockey jersey, which yeah. was a very intentional fucking Easter egg yeah. for Lawrence, who was too high to see it. Can you... you... You remember, we were at Procell. Yes. And it was like, I had one sleeve of the hockey jersey and <laughs> your girl, Cara Delevingne... I got another, like a gag on each side of the rack or something, like both going for the same fucking joint. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, yo, you're going to be swimming in this. And she's like, Really? <laughs> And she tried it on. I was like, you swimming? And she's like, yeah, you're right. Gave it to me. And she was really cool. I didn't know who she was. And I remember yeah. turning. I was like, yo, she cute. And you're like, homie, that's, she's like the biggest model yeah. out. And I was like, what? And that would have been in like 2013 or something. Yeah. Like she would have been, yeah. Cara Delevingne would have been like the biggest model in fashion, but you're like, you have no fucking clue. You're oblivious. Cool you're like, I need the woo wear, bro. <laughs> I like if it ain't on Vlad TV or <laughs> Breakfast Club, I'll I don't know her. The that's where you get your news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and also like without being in New York, like New York, it's amazing because you could walk outside and you bump into news, you know, yeah. or you're at a party and people tell you the news I you you probably want to hear. I'm like fantastic. Right. But otherwise, besides this one group chat I got with like uh, Elena and Raf, I don't, there's no news that comes to me besides Vlad TV and the breakfast club. <laughs> that's the, like, that's, that's the other side of being the juggernaut, right? Like you're just fucking yeah. completely I walled off. Yeah. 50, I get a lot of news from 50 cent. Cause I like what 50 <laughs> posts right. about and is into. And he's like, people are shitting in buckets over this. I'm like, Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Someone's shitting in a bucket. Let me yeah. check fifth out. Like, yeah. so that's how you get my attention. Yeah, like headline people are shitting in buckets. <laughs> yeah. Say less dude. I'm in. Is there any, um, was there any clothing that you wanted to use in the movie that you couldn't like get clearance for? That oh, is blast. a really good question. Uh, thank you. Oh, another one. She had the Bape hockey jersey on in the beef and broccoli scene. That was yes. fly. that was a fly one. 
Um, and, oh, the, also the white girl had fits. The girl, Alyssa. Yeah. Yeah, uh, she did. Yeah, she did. She, I think she had some of the best fits. She was wearing Made Me because like that's some like cool downtown New York girl shit. That's Aaron. Shout out Aaron McGee. Yeah. yeah. The, the best fits, though, were, was the dad, in my opinion. Like, he was fucking super swagged yeah. out. Was your dad, the, obviously, we know about the, the Velcro gators and, and, and the beret, but like, was he, he's always just been a swagged out individual? Oh, monogrammed out and all fake, <laughs> like all fake. So, you yeah. know, like the Louis V fake shirt, like my dad got Fendi. all that. Yeah. Fendi everything. My dad, all his shit comes out of like a hard plastic bag with like <laughs> some Chinese string and Chinese right. writing on it. And he's like, hell yeah. Dipped. You know, um, he Gucci, the original Gucci Mane. You know what I mean? Like the, the original Dapper Dan. Yeah. 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 Super, super faux. The East but, uh, Santa. In terms of outfits, I wanted in, you know, I did want the green casino because I got the red casino mm-hmm. and I kind of wanted someone in the green, but we couldn't get a hold of the green casino. Yeah. I really wanted the green. But casino. there weren't any brands that you maybe like reached out to or you wanted in that were like, no, like you or it's going to cost no, a bunch of money or anything like that. For the most part, people saw the vision. Everybody mm. supported. Like, you know, I got a shot. Like, only New York because mm-hmm. you know, kids that age they rock a lot of only Willie Chavaria. Yeah, um, Ma. Like, this is a murderous row of like good new the good like good New York fashion. Like that's what yeah. we're talking about. Yeah, and I like it because I didn't have to try. Like these are all homies. This is all shit we rock. You know, um, it's throwing fits approved. Of course, so. Dude. Th- that's really, you know, it, that's it, all that matters. It's <laughs> it funny because it's an Adidas film, right? And I, I fuck with, I love Adidas. Mm-hmm. And, but Pop at one point, yo, really gotta wear this Adidas, bro. <laughs> oh, man. Like, come on. It's a team of these. Wear the Adidas. He's like, yeah, right. Yo, big dog. Come on, man. <laughs> and he's like, I like your Adidas. And I had the Wang, the Alexander Wang Adidas on. Yeah. And I was like, all right, you can have these. And we actually shot a scene with him wearing mine, but everyone else on the team was wearing the other team. I was like, yo, man, I love you, Pop. You looking crazy. Give me my fucking shoes back. Yeah, this is not, yeah, the continuity is a little off there. Yeah, that's. <laughs> you can't be bowling in waves. But I made the compromise with him. I was like, look, 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 you wear the Adidas, but how about this? I want you to wear your chain. And he was like, oh, I like that. He was like, I like that. And then we had the homie blowing the fan on him. <laughs> Like the like we, I love a Fonsworth Bentley. So when he puts the chain on, there's the homie blowing the fan on him, and I was like, like that's some, that's some good shit. Yeah. Those um, are the Eddie, until recently, you were living in Taiwan, and you, you told the the good folks at the New York Times that it kind of put into relief for you how much you missed like the Great American Experiment, um, and how you like you know maybe didn't uh, undervalue that. But living in LA, what do you miss the most about New York City? Man, just bumping into people. You know what I mean? Like, I would bump into you guys at least once, twice a year. Just on the street. Hey, what's going yeah. on? You know? You know, you always catch Lawrence around a cha-cha matcha. You know? <laughs> Come on, bro. You're going to do me like that? Fucking you get you get near a good matcha, man. That's slander, dude. That's slander. <laughs> Yeah, I remember seeing Lawrence's roundup of restaurants he did. The oh, other, come on, bro. The, a month ago, I was like, bro, yeah, what are you eating? <laughs> Yo, Man. it's a pandemic, everything is in a one block radius of my crib, dude. Can I live? <laughs> That's hilarious. I was like, Yo, all these people just gave you free punch cards. That's why, <laughs> yes, 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 basically. <laughs> but no respect, though, dude. Man, I really miss running into people and I miss the sense of humor. You know, like people are very just thick skinned in New York. And you get things. I don't have to explain anything in New York. You just get to be you. And and people are cool with it. They love fucked upness. <laughs> they love flaws. They love, it, like, singularity. Just, yeah. just be you and be fucked up. And it's like New York loves you for it. Is, is there an L.A. Eddie and a New York Eddie to some degree? No, I just hang with people from New York here. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Entirely people from New York here. And then... Uh, you know, you I, I meet cool people like if they grew up in Mid City or Inglewood, you know, um, Baldwin Hills, kids from the Valley and stuff, kids from the East Side, they're cool. You know, you you find your weirdos. So, um, but I I primarily hang out with my New York friends here. But I'm starting to love LA. There are a lot of New Yorkers coming out here. It's changing, and um, LA is just interesting. It's still a city where the first thing somebody asks you is, "What do you do?" And I just like that tells you everything you need to know about it. I, I love L.A. 
and I spend most of my time here because of a pandemic. But, you know, 2019, I spent main, the whole year in New York. Yeah. And we did the film. And I remember one of my favorite things was I was leaving and, and a good friend of mine, April, was like, you did a bid. You know, <laughs> you, you still keep your pass. You still in New York or you did a bid. But you, <laughs> you like, bid. got basically another 12 months to come back and do another yeah. bid. You know, you're still good so, in any hood. Yeah. For now. Yeah. I'm always writing projects to shoot in New York because I, I want to be there. Right. You know, but um, it's like it's work hack. my job. Yeah. It's it's like if you're in music or you're in entertainment now, you kind of have to be in L.A. for the work. Oh, mm-hmm. fuck. Yeah. You know, it doesn't sound good for us. How do you feel, though, about like you talked about how, it, you know, the you're different- in fashion. You're like you need to be in New York. There's no clothes to buy. I don't I don't shop here. Right. Well, know? the style in L.A. is trash. Yeah. Absolute garbage. Basura. Yeah, like absolutely. straight disgusting. And it's like to wear anything wearable, it's like you gotta spend like six hundred dollars. Like there's yeah. there's two places I shop. Union LA, Respect. you know, Shout you know there's, there's some yeah. stuff at Union LA. It's, you know, a little pricey, but I support the homie Chris, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has very good taste. And then the best my taste. boy Miller, he's got this place, Miller's Room, and he's like the ill vintage dude. That's it. Is that where you got the, the low? in LA? Is that like where you got the casino uh shirt? No, the- I got okay. that on uh there used to be a vintage place on Fairfax uh many years ago and they they had it just hanging. I mean they had so much low hanging around. But then no, I just shop at Miller's room and I shop uh at Union and sometimes if I have to if like people will gift me Stone Island, they know I'm a Stone Island dude. Stony so, boy. Like, yeah. Sometimes if I got credit, I'd shop at the Stone Island here, but Right, right. You know, they don't even have all the good stone on here. You, the New York store got like Shadow Project. Right, right, you right. Go upstairs and they got all the fucking the goofy stone island. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, Ed, you might not be here right now, but we know that you are keeping an eye on the goings ons. I mean, how do you feel about the state of New York City streetwear these days? You know, you guys may disagree with me. There's very few people that came from streetwear that can pull off being a delicious man like Lawrence. (laughs) Thank you. Lawrence has somehow been able to thread the needle (laughs) on streetwear and preppy and like kind of like your words on Greenwich. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, I see Lawrence's fits and I'm like, I am I I like that. That is a thank you, dude. That's very nice of you to say, especially after putting all my other taste on blast. No, I love, yo, I love your, I love your stuff. Do you know what I mean? And it's, thank you. It's also, it's also hard in 21, 21 to be like a, you know, a, a, a likable white man. I look at Larry. Goddamn right, dude. It's hard out here, bro. Yo, you're calling, you're calling Lawrence fine white culture. Do you know you're what I mean? Lawrence likable. Like, spend, spend a little more time with him. Like I have to, and, yeah. and you might change bro, your tune. I fuck with Lawrence, but Lawrence, you know, your minion, they, it's hard for them to pull off. There's, there's one of you's. Yeah, sure. I think that's well, James and I struggle with that, too, because like there's fans that want to like emulate whatever, which is so flattering. But it's also like you need to know your strengths and weaknesses. You know, self-awareness is the greatest commodity of the human condition. So that's what the kids are are going to water your look down. It's the attack of the clones. What do you think of um, that streetwear? So that streetwear look. So like obviously James asked about New York City streetwear specifically. But what is your like? Listen, you're a guy who, you know, streetwear, you're a real head. You had your own streetwear brand. What do you think of the state of the culture? And I don't love it. I, I think that it's dead. It's fucking disco. Damn. You know what I mean? I think streetwear is fucking disco. And I'll tell you why. It's because what I loved about streetwear was that it was rebellious. It was rebelling against something. And the shirts we were buying were saying something. And the mm-hmm. style was like in opposition to things. And I remember it's like we were sneaker kids because you had to wear hard bottoms to get into clubs. And mm-hmm. we're like, nah. I'm going to be so fucking fly that you're going to let me in this club. Fuck you. And I remember wearing like wild, like dumb shit, like De La Soul Dunks or like Mork and Mindy's and like, you know, going to the, the club and them trying to deny me. I'm like, motherfucker, like I will take this shoe off and throw $600 at your head. Do you know what I mean? And like, I loved those <laughs> yeah, conversations, yeah. like outside of clubs where sneaker heads and it was just like early, like I would say, like 05 to 2010, it was like still a thing that you yeah. may not get in. And I remember parties like APT where it was like, yo, this is our night 
Chairman Mao, an APT, you come in, wear all your fucking streetwear, no one's going to stop you at the door. You know, like I remember parties at Submers, I remember CV and like, it was a thing. And there was like an entire club culture tied to streetwear. And we were rebelling against uniform. We were rebelling against class and in many ways rebelling against race. Right. And streetwear was also one of the first very intersectional cultures where it was like black and Latino and Asian and, and Jewish kids. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And everyone was kind of converging and it was for kids that didn't fuck with the mainstream. But streetwear is mainstream now. Like you 100%. go to Shanghai, every kid is streetwear. I'm like, you a fuck boy. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's just, it's super fuck boy shit now. Everybody's reselling yeah. and it's expensive. Do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't, it wasn't expensive like that back in the day. I remember, I mean, I got a pair of Vizmums for $200 and that was the most expensive thing I bought. And, and I, I cherished, I would like fucking polish my vis vims and dust. <laughs> I had a fucking feather duster, like dusting the shit because I had the native, the moccasin joint. Yeah, yeah, the FPT. Like calf skin yeah. was so soft. I was like, no, 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 this, not even a towel was touching this. I got a fucking duster. Right, right. You know, and uh, I just remembered it was, it was, it was, there, there was a rebelliousness to it. And now yeah. it's just, it's, it's not that. And there, there isn't a rebellion and it's the dominant culture. And so, Dominant culture is never interesting to me. Hmm. It's also very, uh, Lawrence and I, I think our beef with it is that it's very transactional, right? Yeah, you mentioned 100%. the resellers, but it's about, it's about buying. It's about selling. It's about, it's like stocks at this point. Yeah. And you're, you, you know, you come from a world like law, right? Where you're just like, this isn't interesting. This isn't yeah. creative. This isn't DIY. Yeah. Nothing like mainstream. There's no regionality to it either. Yeah. They're all copying each other. You yeah, guys sure. know the very like boring streetwear brands, the big box ones that are like, taking the same old references, right. putting their name on it and wiping it clean. And uh, there used to be regionality. Like I don't, you wouldn't call, be caught dead wearing the hundreds in New York, you know, yeah. and you go to LA, every kid is rocking the hundreds. And I was like, that's just cool. You know, like you got your little hundreds thing. That's cute. You know, like <laughs> I'm, I'm friends with Bobby and them. And it's funny. I, you know, I shouted them out fresh off the boat. Cause it was, it was always a thing. Like we wouldn't fuck with LA brands. Right. And but then you come to LA and you're like, yo, y'all ain't bad. Like I was just, I was just hating cause you in LA. And, and so that was kind of fun. Yeah. The, the kind of cross coast thing. And then I also really love streetwear brands like Lamar Dolly, where it was like the website doesn't work. You didn't even have a website. There was yeah. like 10 of them at stack house. And when they sold out, it was gone. You know, yeah. like I remember everyone fighting over the Allen Iverson with diamonds t-shirt mm-hmm. and like so hard to get. And um, where does streetwear go from here? Like, obviously, we've kind of diagnosed the problem, but do you see any way where it could like come back or is it a straight rap? Like, I think streetwear is a rap. It's it's a rap. It's it's bell bottoms. And like, unfortunately, this is what we love and what mm-hmm. we wear. And so we're going to wear it. And, you know, fashion people and stylists, they're recycling it and they're bringing things in and out. And it's cool. It's just kind of like like Mugler, right? Mugler. Is kind of like having a renaissance. Yeah, the archive shit. Archive. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's also like, what are we talking about? We're talking about like Kim Kardashian wearing shit on Instagram too, right? Which is yeah. like, you know, so to talk, like, not that it's mainstream, but you know, yeah, I get it. Things just become too ubiquitous now. You know, like you don't have unknown brands. I actually, right. my my philosophy on this is there's going to be a bit of a economic and communication revolution. Kids are going to figure out how to unplug from society in its form now, rebel against it. Music is going to spring from that. And then fashion will change, you know, but I think that's usually what happens. Like, I, I just think there's going to be a, a rebellion and, and it'll, it'll be a new type of music that comes around. There always is, you know, yeah, there really always is. So Eddie, I mean, you can make these observations because you spent a lot of time, you know, Taipei, New York City, LA. My question is, of course, are the white people worse in LA or New York City? LA, for sure. For no sure. hesitation. They're like hard white people. You know. <laughs> with a hard with a hard W. New York that's soft white. You know, what <laughs> I mean, it's it's Gouda. It's <laughs> it's it's better. And and you know, they check their privilege. They just your New Yorker is much more aware. You know what I right. mean? And then 
even Italian guys in New York, like even if they're not aware and they're conservative and they're dicks, they're still kind of entertaining. Yeah. And they still got a little sauce to them in confidence where you're like, oh, fine. So you're New a little, little sauce, fine. literally and figuratively. Yeah, for well, sure. Well, great. Yeah. Well, seasoning, you know what I'm saying? Eddie, yeah. when you were, when you were just a, a young fledgling paralegal, you wrote down a list of six life goals. Um, one of them was opening a restaurant, right? And then another was writing a screenplay. Can you share the other four? Oh, uh, I wanted to be the quarterback of the Washington football team. There's still time, buddy. Yep. I wanted to be the point guard of the Knicks. Okay. Well, and that I job's taken. And a comedian. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's five, right? Yeah. Like comedian mean like doing stand up sets? Yeah. Have you never yeah. done that before? Uh, yeah, I did. That's how okay. I started off. Was right, doing yeah. but they, they used to call me duck sauce. I would, <laughs> I would go do Latin quarter and this Dominican guy, imagine used to bring me up and be like, all right, that's duck, duck sauce. And everybody, yeah, fucking duck sauce. <laughs> it was like so fucked up and amazing. And I would bring chicken wings with duck sauce to the performances and fried rice. It was just like, it was a complete shit show of, of Asian identity. I was going to say you were just pandering as hard as humanly possible. Well, I was also parodying their idea. Okay. Of that's fair. Americans. Yeah. You know, like I kind of go, I kind of do my Andy Kaufman shit in weird ways sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Like, but that's what I was doing early on with the comedy. I was just like, I would literally show up with trays of fried rice and wings and then go through <laughs> my set and be like, thank you. This is duck sauce. And, <laughs> and then I would sell weed with all the guys too. Like we'd meet up. I'd give them each like two ounces and be like, all right, we'll meet you at the comedy club next week. So, God damn. I mean, this is bringing back memories of just like having wild nights. Let's say that you get vaxxed up, you know, you get the fucking, you get the anal swab, you get the J, you get the J and J or you get the, the two shotters. What's your first night post pandemic looking like? Did you say anal swab? I just want to make sure I heard anal swab. Well, yeah, the the, the Chinese doctors. We don't know exactly how it works. Yo, I love that the Chinese people was anal swabbing the United States diplomats. I was like, yo, this phenomenal. And they're like, oh, actually, we didn't have to do this, but you know, yeah. This doesn't sound like protocol, but that's this, when you're like, you know, Trump wasn't even good at being a bad guy. Like he would never think of something <laughs> hilarious like that. Like let's right. anal swab some, you know, <laughs> people we don't like. Friend but um, Merc- Merkel. that's my first, I mean, you know, it, your pandemic ain't changed me. You know what I mean? Like I went to Taiwan, I was living it up. Right. Um, my friends still come to my house, low key, safe. <laughs> right, of course, of course, right. Asterix, yeah, yeah. You ain't, yeah, you ain't a swab them before they come in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right at the front door. Yeah, ain't a swab yeah. every guest. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you haven't thought about it at all because you're just living your life. My mask on, you know, been super safe. But uh, no, I mean, yeah, I I don't know, I I don't know what I I I would love to play some basketball. Mm. You know, I would love to play basketball. Um, I like dining outside, so I'm not in a rush to eat indoors, but, uh, you know, probably I'd, I'd go to Tootsie's in Miami. That, that's, <laughs> yeah. I miss Tootsie's. Ball out. Really good lobster. <laughs> you know? Hell yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what the people, people miss uh, a duck sauce. Cause he just had great wings. You know, it's yeah. similar, yeah, similar exactly. concept. Communal dining. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's the way to anybody's heart is through their tummy, baby. You know? Yeah. Eddie, with, with, I, the, with this, I miss a good full contact strip club. That's what I miss. <laughs> yeah. Instead of you, you know, you you miss a good pink eye from uh, you know, just yeah. motorboating yeah. some asses. Yeah, yeah. yeah I want to go to Miami. That's what I want to do. Yeah, well, Miami's so, basically open right now, so nothing's yeah. stopping you. Yeah, bro. I'm going in two weeks. <laughs> oh, sick. Yeah. Okay, so this is just we've just taken a peek into your future. Yo, you're invited. We're throwing we're, th- we're throwing a party at the Soul House in Miami. Me, on co is Say a less. jillionaire. It's going down. Okay. Well, thank you for the invite. We'll be there yeah, with bells off. on. No. Yeah. <laughs> this is we're, we're there with bells on, bells on, Focus mask off. to pull me off this fucking interview. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we never should have let him talk to his friends. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was your first mistake. <laughs> no, seriously. Be safe. Everybody be safe. Unless you're being not safe to come watch my film, then be unsafe. Yeah, uh, right. Or, then or go crazy, dude. Or watch it safely. Go to the theater, wear your mask, watch it safely. Yeah, of course. Eddie, in this truncated version of Throwing Fits, um, we're going to skip ahead to everyone's favorite topic, meats and cheeks, formerly known as daddy. Sucking and fucking, you know. I mean, I talked about this. What is this segment? I want sex and dating segment. Sucking and fucking. Oh, I like it. I like it. Spicy. (laughs) Yo, uh, Asian to Asian, how do we make Asian men sexy? Right? Because like Asian men... (laughs) 
Asian men are, we have the fucking short straw, right? Because it's like, we're just emasculated. Like we're not sexy. How do you saw Steven on the cover GQ? I think it starts there. I think it starts with guys like Boogie. Hey, or, listen, or, I know you just said short straw. I don't know if that was innuendo, but you know, honestly, look, I come up to, uh, I, I, I did this. All right. Cause somebody, somebody wanted to know the work and I come up to the, this part of the iPhone. So I felt pretty good about myself. So you, can, you can turn Congrats. the volume up on the phone with your penis. <laughs> yeah, with yeah. Your dick. <laughs> I could even turn the ringer off with my penis. Yeah. Wow. Silent mode yeah. <laughs> with the meats. Yeah. Well, my man yeah. fucks it's airplane mode, bro. <laughs> so, you know, I feel okay. That's nothing to brag about. It's just that I'm not the short straw. You know, I don't mm. think you're the short straw, Dr. Taco. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> penis is but perfectly average. Besides that, I think number one, forget about the, the size of the D like, forget about it. Mm. You know what I mean? You can't do anything about it. Forget about it. Like you got to get a bucket either way. Right. <laughs> sure. So let's not think about our disadvantages. All right. Number one, like let's focus on the goal. Get a bucket. <laughs> number, number two, I think just don't try so hard. Like sometimes I see the homies in the Asian can putting fits together. I'm like Jesus Christ, bro. You look like a vampire in Brooklyn in LA. Like, what is this? What <laughs> yeah, are those? Yeah. You know, just like too many like don't number number two is don't go outside wearing every piece of streetwear you own at one time like that that's gotta stop you know that is a that is a a disease in our community is (laughs) that's our own pandemic well like wearing every piece of streetwear you own but but all jokes aside i think it's just to block out what everybody else says, know you're a cool human being and be cool. Cause like, you know, the older I'm 39, man, like I tell jokes, but like what I've learned in life is like women are human, just like us. And we all got feelings. We're all sensitive and be a nice guy. Honestly, Mm -hmm. say hello, be a nice guy, be yourself. All the other shit is is goofy. That's noise. Everything else I do is it's actually to make guys laugh, you know, like, I literally wear clothes to for my friends to be like, oh sick. Oh yeah. You know for what the I mean? fellas. Like, we get dressed for, for the fellas. Yeah, hundred percent. Fitted for the every, fellas. Every girl I've dated that I actually like think has swag and is fly is like, can you just wear a turtleneck? Just yeah, right. wear a turtleneck, put yeah. the jade out, get your hair cut. Like you're cute. Go. Done. Bye. And I'm like, can I wear my can I wear my merce? Like, do the merce. <laughs> Go get out. Stop putting clothes on. As, you know? as, as we've said on this pod many times, uh, if your girl hates your fit, that's how you know it's fire. It's fire. 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 But also just there's 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 90 percent of your closet is for the homies. Right. There's 10 oh, percent. It's your girl, which is just like pants that fit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Wear some pants that fit and a nice clean shirt that maybe Turtleman. shows off yeah. your chest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or covers up the neck tattoo of your ex-girlfriend. <laughs> You're done. That's all. That's all I like is to go outside and you don't have some other woman's name on your neck. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Small Eddie, ask, Eddie. Before we, uh, it's the little things. Yeah, it really is. Things. Yeah, <laughs> it's the short straws. Before we get into the afters, Eddie. Um, you know, obviously you're the fucking homie. This has been a long time coming. Boogie in stores now, like Trap Lord. We want to offer up some constructive criticism so you can really take it to the next level. Take it or leave it. I, well, also, I want to bring something it. up. All right. Yeah. I thought this was sorry. I thought this was settled on me. As we're talking about the sex part of this, I've run into some young lads recently that don't eat box. And I'm like, my guy. That's my guy. What's guy? Can What's you imagine being that selfish of a person? Selfish. Like, like, do you go to Chili's and not order appetizers? Right. Yeah. Why would <laughs> like, you go yo. out back if you're not getting the blooming onion, bro? That's why. We're, that's why we're here. Yeah. What's the ration? What's the rationale? Put the ladies first. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What was their excuse? What's their rationale? Yeah. What's the reasoning? I think it's just some dumb young man shit. Like, no, I don't do that. She, she gonna talk me first, bro. And I'm like, look, I love future. You're listening to far too much future. Yeah. Also, I, I you're, you're not future, future, so you can't be future. Floppy toppy is a two way road. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and also just be generous. Be go first. I think. Think young little homies go first. Go first. Your mouth is a spoon. <laughs> Eat up. All right. Well, uh, that's, some <laughs> that's some constructive criticism for the fellas. But Eddie, we want to offer you some constructive criticism. Um, we know that you're a fucking diehard Knicks fan. This year's our year. Next project, I want you to make the gritty reboot of the classic 96 Knicks flick, Eddie. Yes. Directed by Eddie. I would love to do that. 
I would love, I would love to make that film. EP by Whoopi. Uh, wait, sorry. Executive produced by Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, I'm down. Sign I'm me up. Go. All right. Do you have your next projects like, uh, like slated or planned out? Yeah. I mean, I got an animated show called Chinos. I sold to HBO Max. Congrats. I got uh, another show that we just sold called Chinatown Confidential, which is stoner noir about like a cool girl downtown um, that ends up caught up in a murder mystery in a Chinese restaurant. So that one's going to be cool. Um, And then I wrote a script called Tuna Melt. And that one we're, we're taking out on the town. And uh, that one, I think you're going to like a lot because it's about like a scene hitman. Like, because you know how like there's a scene everything now, right? You've got the scene drug dealer. You've got the scene art guy. You got, mm-hmm. there's a scene barber, like any, the, whatever skill it's like, you got a good fit and you got friends, you part of the scene. And I was like, well, what if this guy was like a scene hitman? You know, and with like a troubled past. So it's it's about that and also unpacking micro fame. You know, Mm. this idea of like micro fame that I think is very silly and ridiculous. And um, and maybe I would say my piece of constructive criticism in the in this movie about micro unpacking micro fame, maybe there would be a cameo for two nano famous people by by the name of James and Lawrence. Just throwing that out there. Maybe you yeah. could throw us a bone much like your pops and we could get a little we get a little taste, you know? Yeah. You know, you know, I'm up for uh, creative casting. Yo, you know? yeah, we're, we're listen, we're available. We have yeah. nothing going on. We don't so charge we don't charge union there. rates either. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, in, in Boogie, we had crime faces, we had Ken Stars, we had Despot. I mean, yeah. look, throwing fits, you're on the level. Let's Yo, go. You're respect. on the level. Let's respect. Love to I would love that. to put you guys in the film. Thank Eddie, you. thank you for coming on to the only podcast that matters. Where can the kids follow you? Where can they watch Boogie? Plug your shout shit. out, plug your shit. Let's go. Oh, uh, Mr. Eddie Wong on Instagram. Uh, Mr. Eddie Wong on Twitter, but I really only respond to my friend Dizza <laughs> and retweet nice things people say about me. So that platform is. So good. say something nice and you can get retweeted. Say something nice. Yeah. 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 Be nice. Like Pop says, you know, be nice. Be nice. And then um, talk to me nice. Yeah. And then uh, Facebook, I forgot my login, but <laughs> on, on my laptop, I can repost from Instagram. Uh, but yeah, basically Instagram and, and I'm on my mom's family plan. So yo, yo us too. Know, we hey, just talked about that, this, man. Yo, family uh, plan yeah. forever. Yeah. Family plan. It's I cheaper. love it. I'm an Orlando number. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, buy my stuff. <laughs> Eddie, thank you for coming on. Thanks, Eddie. Throwing fits, the only podcast that matters. Chef, slap that motherfucking outro music. Look, AP, spicy. I was just checking my Nike. Am I a killer? Might be. Two tone, icy, AP, spicy. I was just checking my Nike. Am I a killer? Might be. Two tone, icy. Talk to me nice. I don't talk at all. Huh? I make a cold sport. I'm off that I had a roll. Talk to me nice. I don't talk at all. Huh? I make a cold sport. I'm off that I had a roll. Get the spring niggas cause I hate niggas. Fuck niggas, I ain't playing with them. I don't really wanna hear niggas. I don't got nothing to say, nigga. I'm with Bear East State dinner. Just know we got a K with her. And my little mama got it in her purse. All I gotta say is bang it. If I run down, it's a drum round. All you gonna hear is gun sounds. Niggas know I bring them guns out. I make it hot when it's sundown. Huh? Fever. Shorty want like a diva. Shorty want suck on my Nina. I leave that shit where I could feel her. AP, spicy. I bust a check in my Nike. Am I a killer? Might be. Too tall. I see, AP, spicy. I must have checked in my Nike. Am I a killer? Might be.